You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello and welcome to your Wednesday episode of the Arrowhead Drive. I'm not Pete Sweeney, I am Steven Serta. Pete's on the road for Thursday night's contest against the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm filling in this week, so let's start your morning with today's outlook on the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's what you need to know for Wednesday, December 15th. The guys that won't practice uh, today, Chris Jones um, is in the, uh, the COVID protocol for right now, and then uh, Legereus Sneed um, is on his way back. Uh, town here other than that everybody will practice the nfl has a covid 19 issue as cases continue to rise across the country that rise has not missed teams across the league on monday a single day record 37 players were added to the reserve covid list across the entire nfl we found out the outbreak did not miss the kansas city chiefs Josh Gordon was added to the list late on Monday afternoon, and as you just heard from Andy Reid, the mayor of Sac Nation, Chris Jones, was added to the list on Tuesday. Reid did not officially rule out either player for the contest, as they are both vaccinated, meaning they would need two negative tests separated by 24 hours to get activated for Thursday's AFC West showdown against the Chargers. That being said, it's definitely a long shot on a short week. The Chargers could be facing a similar situation with star left tackle Rayshon Slater landing on the list on Monday. Chargers head coach Brandon Staley did say they believe star wide receiver Keenan Allen, who missed last week's game against the Giants due to a positive COVID test, could be activated ahead of Thursday's game. Yeah, I mean, Chris Chris is, you know, one of those players, uh, you know, probably the only guy you can really compare to him is probably Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? We talk about this inside um, just dominance, you know what I mean? So it's going to be a big challenge for us to, you know, replace him, but um, I think we you know, we're more healthier, you know, than ever uh, defensively. Um, I think up front, you know, we're able to rotate those guys in and out. Um, so um, I think all those things will work out for us Thursday. Obviously, not having Jones available for this game is a major blow to this Chiefs defense. It's been playing out of their minds in recent weeks. Jones is one of only a handful of players across the league who can seemingly wreck an offensive game plan single-handedly, and after early season struggles due to a wrist injury, he's looked like one of the most dominant interior defensive linemen in the league. Not exactly a guy you can replace, but with the addition of Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark finally looking healthy and explosive, the Chiefs can still boast a formidable pass rush. Jaron Reed's recent improvement could also come up big on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, we had definitely the turnovers hurt us that game. I mean, we had like 28 points with like four turnovers. So, I mean, we, we were moving the ball and getting drives going, um, but we didn't execute and, and didn't find ways to finish those drives with points. And uh, for us, it, it's, it's kind of something that we battled through early in the season, and, and hopefully this game we can cut those out, still drive the football, and find a way to get points at the end of those drives. That Week 3 contest in which the Chiefs lost 30-24 to seems like a light time ago at this point in the NFL season. As Patrick Mahomes pointed out, the Chiefs turned the ball over four times in that game, each turnover coming after the Chiefs were moving the football efficiently into scoring position. 
The turnover woes have slowed for Kansas City as the season has moved forward, and they'll look to keep that theme this week. We expect to continue to see plenty of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Daryl Williams in this one as the Chargers have allowed the second most rushing yards in the NFL. It's been a weak spot for their defense all year, and the Chiefs' more balanced approach of taking what's available in recent games could actually play a huge factor in this one. I will say this. That game was probably a valuable learning lesson for us because, first of all, it just goes to show you when you take the little things for granted, our things can come back and bite you right in the tail. And so one thing that we focus on, I think we've done a great job of, and we have to continue this, is protecting the football. If we protect the football, we're giving ourselves a chance. On top of that, if we eliminate the penalties, we're giving ourselves a chance. So I told our guys throughout the course of this year, you know, although we've had these tough losses, if we handle it the right way by learning and focusing on the fundamentals, it could be beneficial for us later on. And it's starting to pay dividends. Eric Bieniemy remembers the early season turnovers and how costly they were during that stretch for this offense. Now, the Chiefs still have four turnovers in their last four games, but they are coming off a zero turnover performance against the Raiders. It goes without saying they are turning it over at a much slower rate than they were early in the year. In a divisional game that is likely for the AFC West, they have to continue that trend. I tell you, I am, every time I turn the tape on, I'm amazed at how good he is accurate he's big he's athletic really smart i mean he does he's the whole package i think you know I, it's been a while um i mean i have a lot of respect for derek Kyle. we did a good job yesterday but this guy um, is going to be a real challenge for us um and i, I know our guys are, uh, expect that uh, he makes that whole thing go this is one of the elite quarterbacks in my opinion Part of the emphasis this week around the Chiefs' turnovers from Week 3 has to do with the fact that they simply want to give Justin Herbert as few chances as possible. Herbert and Mahomes are set up to give us some legendary quarterback battles in the AFC West over the next several years. And as football fans, we want the Chiefs to win, but it's also fun watching these two guys put on a show. It's a big difference. Um, you know, I think if you, you go back to the first game, um, it came down to a lot of critical plays. You know, a lot of third downs, a couple fourth down plays that they were able to convert on. Um, and I think if you if you look back on it, it was really us and our communication um, and, and misalignments uh, that, that really allowed those guys to kind of, you know, uh, uh, win those situations. So uh, we got that on our mind. So I think communication, um, situational communication is going to be critical for us this game. Um, you know, I think when you're playing against a quarterback like that with those kind of athletes on the field, uh, we understand that, you know, fourth down is like third down to those guys. And so we got to be ready. The Chiefs offense is obviously in a different place headed into week 15, and this defense feels like it went through a midseason rebuild with the way they've turned things around. If Chris Jones isn't available, it's obviously concerning, but the Chiefs have the veteran players in place who have been in these kinds of situations before. These situations aren't easy to replicate, but we'll take the team with the proven veteran stars who know what's at stake in a game like this. Yeah, um, yeah they, when we single him up, that's where... You normally get when he's the one guy here and three guys on the other side have a tendency to get their hands on him and grab him you know, until they get called three times. You know, so that's uh, that's how it goes. He's been good. You know, when he was younger, he, he'd get very upset at it, and uh, and so he's he's matured there and um, tries to find a way to get get around it. Uh, but you know, it's. So it's our responsibility uh, to move him around, and we've, we've seen us do that a little bit. And 
he's very productive in that. The conversation around Travis Kelsey's slower-than-normal season was inevitably going to shift to the future Hall of Famer's age, and we're at that point in the year. Kelsey's been banged up a little bit as this year's gone on, and the Raiders went out of their way to try to slow him in Week 14. It's worth noting Kelsey put up seven catches for 104 yards in that Week 3 matchup against this defense, and he's feeling a little bit due for a monster performance. Yeah, I mean, I think we could obviously keep playing better and better. You want to keep building as the season goes on. I think the defense is playing really good right now. Offense, we're still kind of some games great, some games just just average. So, I mean, for us, it's going to be us going into a play a good defense like we're playing uh, on Thursday. Uh, playing our best football because we understand it's going to be it's going to be a, a dogfight. We're going to go out there and play our best football if we want to win. The Chiefs are always looking to improve in each and every game, and that's why they go out of their way to stay true to the one week at a time approach. It's a proven method in the NFL, and Week Three's game against the Chargers was a lifetime ago. This is a totally different contest, and we'll see how this team continues to try and improve going into the game that likely holds the keys to the AFC West crown. In the meantime, stay locked into ArrowheadPride.com. That's it for Wednesday, December 15th. If you enjoy the Arrowhead Drive, please subscribe to the entire Arrowhead Pride podcast network. While you're there, leave us a rating and review. Coming up later today, we'll have our game preview with the Great British Chief Show. As for me, that's a wrap for now. I'm Steven Serta. I'll talk to you Thursday immediately following this game on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.